That is officially, I think, the fourth time I've been catfished on... Five points. (laughs) On Bumble. But I haven't gotten to the full catfish where I, like, meet them at a restaurant and I'm like, you're not who you say you are. It's always, I guess, props to Bumble then because they get rid of that pretty quickly. Still hurts my heart. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. It's okay. I had the dream and then it was taken away from me. But that's okay. Hello, welcome to the Too Much Free Time Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Burris. With me, as always, is Peter Blankenship. Hey. And John Girdler. Good to see you guys. I know, it's been a while. We're not going to start singing that again. Sorry. I'm going to cut that off real quick. Uh, Zach's not with us tonight. Sad. Wait, where is he? I think he's probably studying for the bar or whatever. We have a lot of smart friends. I feel honored by that. (laughs) A lot of lawyer friends. Prove it. Yeah. A lot of friends that are doing stuff with their lives while we're sitting here doing a podcast. But that's neither here nor there. I mean, right now they're probably not doing anything. Uh, (laughs) 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 That's a good point. (laughs) Guys, I mean, it's been a while since we've recorded and we've all been doing stuff with our lives. Right. That's why. Let's keep telling ourselves that. (laughs) We are finishing up. We're trying to finish up this, this season's theme of remakes and reboots. And it was my turn. So I decided to go to the... It's not even a horror movie. It's not even a thriller. But I wish it was. I would I would say it's a movie that tried to be a thriller and failed epically. And that movie is Flatliners, a remake of the 1990s Flatliners. Complete remake. Whew. Oh, it's a complete remake. And uh, I, I think it's interesting when you compare the cast of the two films. So the original, it's got Kiefer Sutherland. Whoa. Kevin Bacon, Julia Roberts. Rob Hurts. Like, it it had some heavy hitters. Or I guess people that went on to be heavy hitters. The guy that didn't die. Like, he's super recognizable. Oh, oh. But I never remember his name. Yeah, he's the friend. Yeah. (laughs) And then William Baldwin. Oh, yeah, William Baldwin. I always forget the Baldwin. (laughs) That Baldwin brother's in it. Yeah. Is that the one that went off and made skateboard movies for Christ? Uh... And it's that his daughter that's married to, to Bieber. Yeah. That you might be right. I think that is actually it. Wow. Peter had that ready. I know. He's he done did. his research. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> Maybe I watched it as well in Oliver preparation Platt. for this one. It's Oliver Platt is the actor you're thinking of. His name's Oliver Platt. Yeah. yeah. See, I even forgot. But, <laughs> but it's funny. All those actors in the original went on to be either heavy hitters or pretty well-known character actors. Besides Ellen Page and Diego Luna, like I haven't seen any of these people in anything. The dude I recognized. Which dude? Um, William the, Baldwin in this movie. The jerk. Oh, trust oh, the, fund kid. yeah, the trust fund. Jamie. <laughs> His name was Jamie. <laughs> Gosh. Jamie, that tool. Yeah. Well, to be honest, I can't remember their names because it was a very forgettable cast. Like Diego mm-hmm. Luna was the only one I was actually like following because I I don't know why, but. I like Diego Luna. Like, I want to see him in more things, even though they gave him some pretty shitty lines in this movie. Yeah, the whole dialogue in the whole movie was just absolute garbage. It was. Uh, But before we dive into it, quick synopsis of the film, if you haven't seen either of them, because, you know, they are the same plot, overarching, you know, plot, but they do definitely take some liberties diverging from the source material. But it's about a group of medical students who decide to see what is in the afterlife by flatlining, a.k.a. killing themselves, (laughs) and then having their medical student friends bring them back after a minute or so. And uh, 
yeah, mayhem ensues <laughs> afterwards. Honestly, the the premise when you said this is what we were watching, I was like, oh, this actually sounds pretty interesting. I hadn't seen the original, so. Oh yeah, well the premise is still a great idea, and even in I would say the '80s performs the premise better. Or I mean, the sorry, not '80s, the '90s version. Yeah, because it's it's 1990. We're on yeah, the 1990 performs the premise better, but they still like kind of make it corny and mess some stuff up and it doesn't really land but this one's just i i can't tell what type of movie it is i feel like it tries to be like a college party movie randomly it tries <laughs> to be like a jump scare movie keyword try it's like they oh. googled like parties in college yeah. <laughs> and then it's like put a compilation of videos there and then they wanted to be a psychological thriller but then they would undercut it with weird jump scare you know like cheap shit as well as, you know, undermining any sort of psychological scary stuff with really bad sound effects and really bad dialogue. Yeah, you can thank Mr. Bill for the music in this movie. Who's <laughs> Mr. Bill? It just says music by Mr. Bill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's not, do you think that's not kidding? Do you think that's a? Um, oh wait, it's not. Sorry, guys. That's it, mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> also, terrible sound. Oh, okay, because I. <laughs> I was wondering. A lot of movies. I was wondering if that was one of the scenarios of sometimes really shitty movies. If you go to the director, they've only ever made one movie and they've never done anything else. And I found out it's because sometimes directors, famous directors, will be on a project, say, "Wow, this is a garbage fire. I don't care what I have to do. I'm getting out of this contract." And if they can't, they renegotiate and have an alias put in. As their name. Uh, like a pen name. A pseudonym. Right. A pseudonym. Yeah. So the movie won't be associated with their career. Interesting. So I was wondering if the Mr. Bill thing was that. <laughs> it's Nathan Barr. Nathan Barr? Thanks, Nathan. He's, uh, <laughs> Maybe you should have taken the bar instead. Cabin Fever, <laughs> the 2002 Eli Roth. True Blood. Shudder. Oh. Interesting. And Flatliners. That's a weird Gosh. assortment of movies. This movie, you were just talking about overview of the movie and like the dialogue. I feel like it was uh, heavy-handed with the the lines trying to fill the audience into what was happening. Like I guess exposition dumps with their like really straightforward. Like for example, the girl at the end, pretty much a summary of the whole movie says, uh, "What if our sins are catching up to us?" Oh it's my like. God. Trying to fill the audience in in case you missed what's happening. Yeah, it's it's full of those. It really like, is, and because they're supposed to be medical students, and so w- it's almost like when you watch a medical procedural where they're saying like thirty milligrams of nazapan or some nonsense. You're just like, okay, I don't know what any of this is. So cool, they're being doctors, but in the one scene where they're sitting down and they're going over the data that they're like proving the afterlife. They don't say anything that proves anything in that scene. <laughs> and then we get a like a 15 to 20 minute subplot in this movie of we got to destroy the evidence or that we're going to get expelled. What evidence? <laughs> you zoomed in on a brain scan and a lightning bolt went off. And then they even say in that scene that doesn't prove anything. <laughs> it could be synapses firing or whatever. They disproved themselves. The fact that they were flatlining period. But I don't think you could prove that from, like, you'd have to look into the computer and try to find that data to prove that they were flatlining. They had no reason to look for that. Yeah, and instead of, like, use a magnet or whatever, they put the computer in the water. 
Yeah, that was that was a waste of a computer. Yeah, okay. yeah it was a nice computer. Yeah, very nice computer. Let's let's go from the to the beginning of this movie though. Very harsh opening. I'm not gonna lie. Of just Ellen Page driving, and then she checks her phone or something, and mm-hmm. then just drives into a parked bulldozer with her sister yeah. in the car. How didn't? Th- okay, so I know that's like a she was distracted. That road was pretty straight. I don't know how she didn't see that thing from like a mile off. On the first part, the first time you see it, because you see the accident a few times, she's yeah. not looking away that long. But the last time, it's like a full 30 seconds she's looking down at wherever. It kind of reminded me of... Uh, the Descent. Oh, it did The Descent a little bit, but it also reminded me of the Coldplay music video where it's all backwards. It's not fix you. It's the other one where everything's backwards, and at the when it gets back to the beginning of the music video, it's the girlfriend takes off her seatbelt to get a jacket, and then they go into a car crash. Am I the only one that saw that cold? Play music the scientist. Video? I got nothing. It might be the scientist. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that opening doesn't really pay off for a little bit. Like you know, it's Ellen Page, but did you guys catch in the credits the fun little like? thousand different conversations about what it was like to be on the other side yeah it was so oh cool. no should i have kept watching no well yeah. it was during the it's at the beginning too yeah it's, it's at the, the beginning credits. oh in the opening That's yeah, yeah, yeah. oh sorry credits. yeah yeah it was a light yeah it was like it was warm i felt like i was being called home well i didn't know where i was but i felt safe i don't know it just was energy and it's like all these it's random like voice cuts yeah it's interesting because not a lot of movies today have opening credits yeah, well, like that. Yeah. It, it reminded me, like, I feel like they were trying to go for the opening credit style of the first X-Men movie, where, like, you're going down the spinal cord and the brain stuff of whatever, which would have been fitting for this movie to a degree. But, yeah. It was I, I thought the weird. opening was fine. I mean, it gets your attention and gives you her motivation for the rest of the movie. Um, and then you, it's kind of got this, like, final destination feel to it yeah. a little bit. Oh, I got that vibe for sure, yeah. And then um, we're introduced to our... I guess five. Is it five? Am I missing somebody? It's the Diego Luna, Ellen Page. Yeah, two guys, three girls. Two I think guys, you got three it. girls. Okay, yeah, yeah, so five. So we're introduced to our five protagonists in their, I guess, daily let's talk about rare diagnosis meeting with... Uh, rounds. R- no, that's no, not them doing rounds. They're sitting in, in a boardroom. You think that, is that a class, you think? Because it sounds like they're talking about people that are actually in the hospital yeah it's but like a rounds debrief they're not doctors they're not right. even residents so like it is a class type scenario yeah. i was i really wish i knew more about medical school because so much of what was happening in this movie i was uh, most of my notes were just are they allowed to do this like why are they there interns at a teaching hospital i guess it, it it's a me, super nice hospital though yeah, all the equipment and everything was like really modern and nice it gave me house vibes Especially because Kiefer Sutherland's appearance, he has a cane and he's like slamming it and he's very angry the entire <laughs> time at everyone's misdiagnosis. So there was very some house crossover there. He's pretty old looking too. Yeah. And he's not, when I saw him, I kind of freaked out because I was like, oh my gosh, so is this technically a sequel? And I ruined the theme. <laughs> nope. He's a completely different character than the character he played in the original movie. Despite what he said. Yeah. In an interview, he said, I looked that up too. In an interview, he said that it was a sequel and he was going to be himself and it was going to be more of a like, he's the 
guy that figures out what they're doing and tells them to stop or something. Yeah, so that was one of my complaints with this movie is there is no plot outside of them flatlining. Like the movie was them flatlining. I don't know. And there was no like outside forces that were, I mean, they had things from their past they were carrying, I guess, but like yeah. there's nothing, they weren't almost really discovered ever. I mean, except the one. Well, there's a lot of inconsistencies in. with this group because they all seem like they're, so I understand it's competitive and they're all competing to be like the best in the class or whatever. But they also act like they don't really interact that much. Like they're not friends. Like they solely interact with each other in those moments in the room or whatever. But then there's other scenes where they're so chummy with each other. And this is pre them flatlining together. There's like a lot of weird cuts of them being like acting like they've never really known know each other that well. And then it shows them in their station and they're all four in the same desk clump. Literally, when Alan Page is talking to the Marlo, no, not Marlo, um, Sophia. Sophia. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Trying the, to get her, the, and they're yeah. like, uh, you know, we're friends. And then she's like, we're not friends. I mean, we talked first year or whatever, but now we just don't do anything. But, and then they're being super chummy and they sit with each other. Yeah. Right. But they're in the same desk exactly. club. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to me. Very confused. There's a lot of weird things like that. And the my favorite edit of this film, that is a complete mess up in the edit room was in that scene where we revealed they're all in the same desk clump, that nurse comes in and says, all the, all the beds are full, we need everybody, all hands on deck, lunch breaks are canceled. Cut to, they're in a lunch room! <laughs> they are eating lunch! <laughs> we just established lunch breaks were canceled, and we go directly to the lunch room. Maybe as a cut in time to another... To yeah. dinner. Maybe they... Yeah, show, make it nighttime. Maybe they had something. flatlined at that point, and that was the afterlife. Oh, wouldn't that have been a better ending to this movie? Was that it was actually one of them flatlining the whole time? Oh, my god! And then they come out of it, and then they're like... that. Whoever flatlined comes out and goes, Nobody do this. And then the movie ends. <laughs> like, that Mountain Dew laced with Adderall really got to me. Really messed me up. But uh, yeah, so Ellen Page is, like you were just saying, gets the first girl to come help her with a special project. I did air quotes for yeah, you listeners You're going to be the world's first specialist in the afterlife. Oh, gosh. Yeah, and then she tricks the man whore friend into uh, helping by alluding that she's going to sleep with him, which was weird. Yeah, she's like, oh, maybe he misunderstood. Yeah, that was that was very weird. And then it's just them three, right? Cause At then, first, yeah. Yeah, because it's they put out, Ellen Page gives the whole spiel. She wants to be put under for a minute, and then brought back so they can study. Because they put them in a CT machine, some sort of scanned machine. I'm not gonna act like I know what machine that was that they had their heads in, but uh, to scan the brain to see, you know, it's, if there's any probably proof. an MRI. I don't think it was an MRI machine. It's pretty. Simple. Really, it doesn't matter. It, let's not get hung up on that. Because <laughs> it, it's a magnet and you can't do yeah, things something but yeah they're just gonna plot out the brain to see if you know there's any proof of the afterlife i i don't yeah, really record f- brain activity yeah. for that moment when you like first die i'm still lost how that would prove anything i guess if there's any activity or if the brain's just dead but i thought they but already when she's, knew yeah when she's giving the pitch she knows that the brain shows activity after death and she like I don't know. That, that's where I start to fall off this. Because in the original, they just want to see. It's not a, oh, let's see if we can prove there's an afterlife. They want to see if there is. Like Kiefer Sutherland's character is the one that's like, 
let's do this. I want to know if there's an afterlife. And so they do it just for that purpose. It's not a like medical experiment, you know what I mean? To make them famous or something like that. So that's where it kind of loses a little bit of traction of just like, how are you going to prove to people there's an afterlife? Also think about the ramifications of proving there's an afterlife to the world. Church attendance skyrockets. Well, (laughs) but wasn't there, there was that Netflix movie or maybe it was Amazon prime, but there was an original movie that's based around the idea that there's proof that there's an afterlife and like half the world starts killing themselves. Cause it's like a weird phenomenon of like, Oh, like I don't want to be here. Yeah. I don't want to be here. Let's just go to the next one. So it's like a weird thing like that. Well, then that would also guarantee you know where you could end up. Theoretically, I yeah. guess. I don't know. I'd, I'd have to look at the brain scan data. Uh, <laughs> those lightning bolts. Oh, that's the hypothalamus. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay, we all took anatomy. <laughs> See, the, I, I, was the, I was the opposite. I was watching this being like, God, I should have paid attention in science more because like, they could be just making shit up. They could have said, like, oh, that's happening in the... Luthabergian section and I'd be like oh that tracks yeah yeah the Luthabergian brain yeah well, they, I, like, I know that say the part of the brain and then I knew malignant what was it malignant or whatever I, I'd heard that term before I knew that one hippocampus and Hippo- uh, hippocan- myco- right mitochondriac cortex. the cardiovascular I knew that <laughs> but they're like okay so when they actually show the afterlife for Ellen Page's character for the first time really any of their afterlives what was she so excited about i guess excited that she experienced the afterlife and felt this weird control but it wasn't cool like they didn't make it i think she was excited that she could fly and i was half expecting them to show her flying like superman style just like over the campus that would have been smiling yeah just like yeah that would have been even better than what they did show which was her just walking around the city well what was weird was you didn't see her until she got to the bridge but everyone else's afterlife you just see them immediately. Yeah. Well, and you skip anything nice. And the, oh yeah, the everybody is, else's went straight to the dark shit. Yeah, and they were under longer because it was like one minute, that's then oh, it was that's two true. minutes, then it was three minutes. I don't know how long. Um, oh well, let's. Marlo. I want to point that so, out too. They say like, oh, I want to be one minute under. I want to be two minutes. But under. they end up being they, longer. They're than that. like ten minutes under every time because they always mess up. You think by the fourth time they would have figured this shit out? Yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, Ellen Page's, you know, out of body experience or whatever was, was done weird. And is it hers where there's like a fake explosion from the wall that like knocks them yeah. all out, and then that's all not real? Because that felt unnecessary. And why was she back in the room? Yeah, uh, it was just weird. I was hoping for more of a just like, I don't even know how you really do that much better. I was expecting her to just either go straight to that thing or just be in some sort of like peaceful euphoric thing that turns into the dark like yeah like make it something really cool and worth wanting to go back to and experience again or make it like scary and uh our sins are catching up to us or something (laughs) like it was kind of just like they made it desirable because it made you smart see that's what's stupid uh, yeah (laughs) this is when the movie falls apart is her coming out of it like superpowers Her, her being loopy and stuff I bought. I was like, okay, so it's half drugs, half your body responding from a near-death experience. Like, this is all fun. <laughs> that cracked me up, though, when she was sitting on the ledge and they were talking about her as, as if she wasn't in the room, but they were literally, like, two feet oh, away. Two feet from her. <laughs> oh, like, for sure. Is she all right? And, like, and she was just sitting on the ledge, not responding to anything. Did you catch the heavy-handed foreshadowing, the, I hope she doesn't fly? 
I did not. But oh, that's what he said. That's sense. where she yeah. falls off the balcony later and dies. Oh. So foreshadowing. This movie's really smart. Well, it makes <laughs> so because the subsequent people going under and we're rushed to the scary part. It kind of to me made it seem like the the sins hunting them down was almost one force. And it was getting aggressive with each one, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me because I didn't. It was. It's not that. It's not that. I have. I have a theory though that that was the. I couldn't find anything about reshoots, but I have a theory that that was the original script idea. Was that because you know how they have later in the movie they have the whole conversation about maybe we unlocked a door. I think that was their original idea. Was that Ellen Page going to the other side and then coming back did something. And then subsequently, like they were feeding some evil spirit. But that doesn't but that's make not sense. What happened? And also doesn't make sense because people doing that, even when they're not trying on purpose, weren't opening any doors. Exactly. That's where the superhuman thing falls apart too. Because people almost die every day. That sounds weird to say. People almost die every day. Yeah. But they don't come back and then are just super geniuses. And can play the piano and. No, terribly. By the way, <laughs> oh, you think she played bad? I was actually that. I have that's that not even notes. that's not even the song. Really? It's Claire de Lune, but it wasn't even in the correct order. Oh. And she it wrote was a awful. new song. It's beyond that's your how comprehension. Smart she, is. she wrote a no, new they, song. They skip around, and no. even the dude at the end of the movie when he's playing, his fingers don't add up, and it really bothered me. Who who wrote the song though? What's the the Claude Debussy? Debussy. See, I bet she because she's so smart and went to the afterlife. She found out found his actual completed works, came back, and so she was playing it right because she's nah, superhuman. It's a bunch of horse shit. <laughs> she even like made a comment about how it was a sexual experience too, right? right. Which was weird. And then they never revisited Not that. A kinda sexual. Yeah. And then it was the girls giggling. <laughs> <it was sex. laughs> sexual stuff. Because women well, boys are kinda are sexual. Oh, we skipped over why the other two join in on the uh, afterlife thing is because... It's an emergency. Well, it is an emergency. And this made me laugh. When they kill Ellen Page, they kill her. And right before that moment, um, Jamie, like super calm, read off the instructions, knew everything. And then they immediately forgot everything somehow once she started, like they couldn't get her back. I could buy that. They're supposed to be medical doctors at this point. You'd think they'd be good at that shit. Well, they're always they were asked to leave earlier, you oh. know, for the resident who still is training to oh, come I in. Guess. But yeah. But yeah, then they're they like, get, students please leave. But they give Diego Luna a quick beeper buzz and uh so he rushes down and then the I just called her the attractive girl. I didn't Marlo. catch her. Marlo follows him down. Marlo Brando. By the way, I'd like to point to Diego Luna, the fact that they texted him to come down, they succeeded victory to him of he's the smartest one in their class. <laughs> That's true. Because <laughs> why else they would have called him? <laughs> and he's the one that is always bringing people back. I love how on, when Jamie goes under, I know that's a little bit ahead, but he comes in with like, like T minus 10 seconds left or whatever. And he's like, Jamie asked me to be here. It's like, so you were cutting yeah. it that close. Yeah, it's like, like, did you show went, up at 10 minutes have been a little bit early? How long has she been under? <laughs> 45. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. But, uh, yeah, so that's how all five of them get involved in this. And um, so after seeing Ellen Page, you know, play the piano ridiculously well, she answers a bunch of questions in class out of nowhere. 
That yeah, that scene made me. I actually liked the bread thing that she made six loaves of bread because that doesn't even translate to a oh she's superhuman. That's just kind of a funny quirk of like she couldn't go to sleep or something, so she just made bread all night. Like I could see that being funny, but the follow up of Kiefer Sutherland's character asking questions and like before he can finish, she's spouting off random shit, and he's just like, "That's more like it." Maybe you should all take a lesson from her. It's like, yeah. What? <laughs> that wasn't required reading. Uh, uh, optional of my first year. <laughs> and isn't the you other just girl... You less likable. Well, yeah, the other girl points out that who would remember one stat from, like, a thousand-page book or something, and that's supposed to be another way she has, like, I guess an idemic memory at I mean, this point. I mean, a lot of people do. The things that stick out to them. I guess. I just love how they're constantly trying to fill the audience in with lines like that. Yeah. What you just said. Where it's it's all these little drop dialogues to be like, this we're really trying to hit home. She's now a super genius. Well, like with Diego Luna being the smart guy, their only explanation is he was a firefighter for almost six years. So I was wait I rewound it because I heard firefighter, but I thought in my head I filled in the blank and went, he was an EMT. Nope. No. I rewind it. He just says firefighter. Yeah. You literally I, don't have to do anything. Like I, you got to know CPR and stuff. Yeah, but that's not medication. But and yeah, like if you had and, been an EM, EMT or something, I you get him a little bit more slack because you're just kind of in that world more. But he didn't even say he went to a fire. You know, like <laughs> just he I was, was in, a firefighter in my the only town that never had a fire. So I just read medical books. <laughs> or you know, someone has to keep. The couch is warm and stuff for the crew to come back to. Exactly. That was Diego Luna. That was Diego Luna. How old is he supposed to be? That's another thing. Good Him question. and Ellen Page definitely like got 10 years on the rest of the students. Yeah. <laughs> well, the accident was nine years ago. Oh, that's true. I guess medical... We're thinking about it weird because we're thinking college, but medical school, it you know, you can go years. in at different times of your life, so that's not really yeah, that big of a deal. That's true. But uh, yeah, so... Jamie decides he's going to be the next one to go under and drops the tagline from the first movie of the It's a Good Day to Die. I didn't appreciate it. No, no, no. The tagline was some lines. Oh, no, no. I'm talking about the like the opening line and last line of the first movie is Kiefer Sutherland like waking up and saying it's a good day to die. Oh. And then he makes a terrible joke at the end when they save him. And he says tonight is not a good day to die. And it's like, ha, 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 as they the all music, hold each other. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I mean by like he drops the the line. Um, (laughs) This leads to my favorite line of the movie, which was by Diego Luna when he's trying to talk (sighs) Jamie out of it. And uh, Jamie or Diego Luna is just like, you think this makes you better? It doesn't make you better. It makes you dead. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, technically. (laughs) (laughs) It, It makes you dead. No, yeah, we're we're all on the same page. We know you that's how this works. <laughs> I'm just I'm confused that Ellen Page was so not forward with what was going on with her experience. Well, well, see, that's the problem is we never saw her bad trip. Well, she didn't have one, but she was immediately But then she started getting the vision almost immediately. I do cut her some break slack though cuz like if you don't know what's going on, I feel like that necessarily wouldn't have been her, like... If we're, quote-unquote, conducting a study... So the three of us, we'll say Zach's Diego Luna up in the room. We're, we're down in a basement. I'm Ellen Page. I go under first. Can I be Diego Luna? No, no, Zach's Diego Luna. You just said, yeah. John's Jamie. Uh, 
But like things are going on, I'm, and I'm not telling I'm the, you guys. I'm the girl with the overbearing mother. <laughs> I'm not keeping records of this anywhere. Like that's shame yeah. on me. Yeah, you think you think that if they were doing a medical experiment, you think they would have done like a we meet up and go through the different side effects and stuff like that. I guess that's why she uh, FaceTimed herself um, at the end, recorded herself. Blair witched it. Yeah, yeah. she Blair witched it. When uh, Jamie goes under. At least his kind of afterlife is kind of cool in concept. Until the end. Oh, yeah, you think end, it's yeah. like pleasant and then but it's... see, <laughs> I actually liked how they did his because I think it was a good mixture of like of flow into the bad memory. You know what I mean? Because that girl appears out of nowhere and he seems to be happy she's on the bike with him. Plus, I'm not going to lie, riding a motorcycle through a completely deserted city does seem pretty cool. That that seems like a cool little thing there. But yeah, the you know, you got your best girl on the bike with you. I'm just kidding. She's my best girl, Mark. She's my best girl. Riding bitch. <laughs> can, can we and still the, say that? I don't think we can. Oh. I think that's not allowed anymore. <laughs> and then, but how it fades, like the lights start turning off, and, the, and then it's the, she's at, he's at her apartment, which I guess she never moved out of? Like ever? No, I had to spend all that money raising that boy. Because that kid looked like he was probably like six, right? So. I, w- I would, yeah, I would have said six or seven. Healthy young boy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, everything turns dark, and then she turns dark, and then doesn't she like disappear? Yeah, she like wisps into the clouds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and then he, he gets snapped out of it, or woken up, brought back to life. And then he's like a superhero, like Ellen Payne, and they just have so much chemistry. Yeah, Thanks them for filling the making audience out, out of nowhere, tearing down the wall. See, this that is when it turns. In, this is when it turns into the weird. Why are they all partying? Like because they've they're, successfully. But they are talking <laughs> about constantly how they never like have time to do anything because they're always studying and they've got rounds and all this shit and they're just in her apartment getting shit. Yeah, because they've made a scientific distru- discovery that's going to make them rich without having to worry about med school anymore. But that's they why they can afford anything. drinking because they're just taking out loans, <laughs> <laughs> which they'll pay off with their. <laughs> stuff from the research mm-hmm. and it's hailing yeah i'd also don't get why they were excited about hailing like getting hit by hail hurts <laughs> and they were just being assholes yeah. just holding up traffic what rude very rude yeah but that is where isn't that where we find out diego luna's like i was a, f- a firefighter in somewhere for six years i thought that was later i thought that was this scene this is when there's the question of uh but, uh, but what does he have in common with courtney Oh yeah, because they're like they're on one. their save wavelength or whatever. They're trying to like, it's this little attempt to still make this scientific of just being like, see, something must be connecting them. And then I, what is it? The next day, Jamie, like, Cockley's like, oh, I gave him such and such, and they're like, wow, you saved his life. <laughs> yeah, and who gave you permission to do that? Oh, I'm sorry. It's like next time I'll ask for permission. Like, you saved his life. <laughs> That's just so. Like, everyone I touch today that. is gonna live, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, because he's like, I'm like Jesus, man. I'm like, uh, I feel like it's bad that that early on a doctor would get that complex. So maybe he shouldn't be a doctor. <laughs> we did also skip over the uh, medical sexual assault that happened early in the film, where Diego Luna tricks him into oh, trying yeah. to give that man a testicular exam. Yeah, that's like not a laughable thing. That is, when that was happening, I was just like, I wanted to laugh, and then it really sunk in of like, that's not okay. Like so That dude was really trying to grab his junk. Even if it was supposed to happen, him coming in that way, inappropriate. Oh, oh and saying just 
uh, close your eyes and pretend I'm a candy striper. Woo! Yikes. Yeah. Cause no you, bedside manner. Yeah. <laughs> no bedside You know, they don't manner. teach that in all the med schools. They don't. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I had that in my notes, and I, I, we just had skipped over it. But is it uh, time for... Who goes in next? Um, Marlo. It's Marlo, yeah. Yeah, it is Marlo. Because no, then no, the it's, no, it's oh, Marlo. Yeah, it's, it's Marlo, Marlo right? and then the overbearing. Like yeah. I'm going in tonight. Yeah, I've got need this. I My need- mom's such a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I need to die. <laughs> I was waiting for that joke for her to make that joke of like you don't have to do this. You could die, and then her makes him like, "Have you met my mother?" Or something like, like Wait, that. now it's a comedy. <laughs> yeah, it would have been a better comedy. You can make you can make this funny. And like, they tried to make her mom be like, yeah, she gave all her savings for me. But where they're living is still super nice. Very nice apartment. Those that in the beginning of the movie, I was very like, why is Diego Luna constantly shitting on them having money? Like, like how much money could they possibly have? And then everyone's apartment and house is ridiculous. I'm like, I get it now, Diego. Keep shitting on them. This is this is absurd. Yeah, Marlowe's was absurd, <laughs> yeah. and she had the whole place to herself. <laughs> That was incredible. Yeah, it's weird. Jamie's yeah. living on a boat. <laughs> I'm confused why Marlo's thing took so much time in a pool. Like, because she's a swimmer. Yeah. But then they made it seem like she was on the college swim team, which wouldn't make sense. But then that's where I was kind of tricked. Was well, I guess like they're showing an enjoyable thing from their past, like motorcycle for Jamie, swimming for Marlo, and then the sin. That comes up. No, but like in her free time, it looks like she goes swimming, and yeah. then she has the hallucination, and yeah. somehow she stayed in the pool for another like, like two hours. Four, yeah, she thought it was six thirty. It was ten thirty. Which, by the way, does that mean she just kept swimming for that amount it's of time? It's her superpower. It's showing she has the superpowers. What? What's a superpower to continue disregard swimming. time? Disregard she time. She has a, and the endurance. Swimming. Yeah. And she then Sophia did the stupid Rubik's cube, oh which was God. so dumb. And her oh, what's this? I've never seen one of these before. <laughs> it's such a dumb scene. Well, because it wasn't even like uh, she picked it up and was just doing it while thinking about something else. It 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 looked like she was like, I've never been able to do one of those. Let's see if I can do one of those now. And then just does it. And it's like, ha ha. And you're like, she didn't what? even ask that lady. Yeah. <laughs> what if the nurse got like super pissed? It was just like, I was in the middle of it. Yeah. They didn't even show her face when she finished either, so we don't even know if she was impressed or not. Yeah, but Marlowe's actually goes through like a different thing, so all their flat lines are different, and maybe that's okay, I guess, because it's a different for each person. But story wise, it makes it super consistent, and you don't know what the rules are. Because like Ellen Page's is the out of body experience, and she floats, and then she goes to that bridge, and she sees energy light, and you're like, okay cool uh jamie's the motorcycle marlo's is she goes through moments of history like shows her playing the cello her riding horses she had a very great childhood i'm just gonna throw that out there that sounds like she had a great time yeah uh her swimming or whatever and then it then it goes to the dark place which is also a memory which means that she went through just memories why did nobody else's just go through memories We'll never know, though, because they had to destroy all the evidence. That's <laughs> the evidence of the Ellen lightning. Page died, so they weren't really able to like figure out what it meant, Mark. Yeah, they were, all of theirs were in the frontal cortex. Hers was in the um, hippocampus. Hi- hippo- the medulla oblongata. <laughs> the, the lightning bolts. The medulla oblongata. 
Yeah, so they bring Marlo out, and then it's other girl. So, weird question. Who's the hottest corpse? Diego Luna. Okay. He didn't die. Oh, that's true. <laughs> so he's disqualified. Then Marlo. Okay. Interesting, yeah. <laughs> Marlo. Okay. It's oh, unanimous. Were you, were yeah. you not going to go? Oh, you're going to go Marlo? Oh, yeah. Okay. I was like, I was waiting for the curveball. I was like, were you going to go Ellen Page? Really? Five head? Oh, gosh. That's so mean. Not... She's not five head. Look again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Please hold as I Google. No, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, because um, what's the other girl's name? Why am I spacing on her name? Sophia. Sophia. Because she shows up really late, like an hour late, because her mom Made her caught study. her and was like, no, you're not going to the library to study. I'm going to make us tea, and then we're going to go over the nervous system. That's studying. Why? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> the disconnect there is weird. But she's like, yeah, it's my turn. You guys all get academic advantage. It's my turn to get academic advantage. I need it more than any of you. And then they got to put her under and race the clock against the cleaning crew, which another kind of mess up of the movie. So they hear the elevator. And so you assume that room's really close to the elevator. There's like four hallways links between. <laughs> and we've already there. seen that. Yeah. Between that door and the elevator. There is no way they heard that. <laughs> Second off, there's no way the cleaning crew was going to be like, let's ignore this whole section and go straight to that back room. But why is there a cleaning crew if no one's down there? You can't let stuff get dusty. But every day? That's a good point. I don't know like, why they come go on. every day. All I know is that like that was... I can't even remember what uh, Sophie's like flatline was. She so was in science class. Oh, it was the science class. Spreading the nudies. Oh, yeah. I oh, because I was too. distracted by the cleaning crew subplot of Jamie being like, you guys bring her back to life. I'll be right back. And like runs out there like he's going to James Bond the situation. And all he does is pull the fire alarm. <laughs> and they try to leave him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, because they think he left. That's so... Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But... The yeah. ages really confused me in this one because so like they're in med school, so they also went through college, and I was like, "How old is this? Is this a college like science class?" And then it ended up being high school. Yeah, I was confused by that too. But did hers go to any happy place, or did it go straight to that bad memory? It went straight into the chemistry class, which and is again that's the thing the, that right. It doesn't make any sense breaking yeah, their the rules. rules. Yeah, never established. Just some consistency. But then, would like, be nice. when they're escaping because he pulls the fire alarm and they all jump in the car and try to escape out of there, like, why drive like a maniac at that point? Well, I like, think that was supposed to be like. Security's coming to get him. Well, no, Marlo. Or the cleaning crew was real mad. <laughs> they left a mess. You know, like, so they are, they're super smart and Ellen Page can play piano. Well, Marlo can drive like a stunt driver. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of what I took it as because she was being insane and doing right. all these stunt driving things. I think that's what, yeah. That might have actually truly been what that was. But you know what? She stunt drove all the way to that outdoor rave for college medical students. No idea what that was. You never been to one of those? Uh, (laughs) But it was like at like a public park by like a bridge outside the city. Like what was that? I mean, they kind of have that in other places. (laughs) It just was I defend the location, not how they wound up there. Or the fact that it was all their medical student like friends. Yeah, and then they were just like all bumping and grinding on each other. Yeah, that was also one of those. Uh, those are those there. dance party scenes that I love in movies where you can tell 
that there wasn't music playing while they were dancing because everyone's kind of on the same rhythm, but then their interactions with each other, like on the dance floor, throw it off to where you can tell they don't really know what the beat is or what the song's doing. So it's a lot of that like weird, like throwing arms around each other, be like, Oh, Hey. And they're like giving each other like noogies or whatever. Be like, <laughs> so oh, you fr- be like, ah. it's like, it's like so they Googled friendship, yeah. like friendly banter. And- so it's clear as day that like, if you took out the audio, the movie edited, it, it's just a bunch of like footsteps and people like moving and be like, okay, you guys are being real friends now. This has been a bonding experience for you. <laughs> this is going to be the big drop of the song. All right. Ellen Page, you're going to start feeling tired. You're going to wander away from the group. You're going to have a hallucination. You're going to see your dead sister. And you're going to follow her out of the party. Everyone keep dancing. (laughs) (laughs) And action. (laughs) Grind, Jamie, grind. (laughs) Jamie, that's not enough grinding. (laughs) By the way, while Ellen Page is having that hallucination with the sister, which again, they... Instead of making that like a truly atmospheric, like you don't know what's going on, it's all just build up for a cheap jump scare of a what I would call a horror version of the uh, Jack and Rose window slam. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Just saying. Okay. That, that gave me Titanic vibes because it was just getting close to that car and then hand slapped the window. Okay. But it was just a cheap jump scare. Yeah, I don't like that the ability of the afterlife portal thing they opened up to just snap you out of reality. Because yeah. like Ellen Page was then at a deserted and it looked like post-apocalyptic dance party. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like no one was there and then we're still there when the when car... When she comes out of it because she, she bumps into the other car that starts the alarm. But while that's happening, uh, Sophie... Sophia? Sophie? Sophie. I'm just going to say Sophie. And Jamie... She has a desire. Has a desire. Oh, gosh. That she? was so uncomfortable. I was... That was just so awkward and weird. They're sexy because it's her just like screaming with her mom being like, what's going on in there? <laughs> I don't know if I like this. Yeah, right in there, sweetie? <laughs> yeah. She's like knocking on the... Banging on the door. Like, what's going on in there? And there's something sounding like a slap. Also, that must not have been like that long of a you know romantic moment there because it was literally cuts from her screaming them stopping because they hear the knocking on the door and jamie's like i think we have company or whatever and then it's the mom like knocking some more then you hear like a few more moments of <laughs> pushing it pushing it and then it's just instant door sh- opens up jamie's fully clothed and it's just just a little sweaty though very sweaty and is just like, it's a pleasure to meet you, Mrs. Such and Such. And then walks out. Just look at the chemistry they have, though. Oh, my God. They didn't, though. <laughs> it was super weird. <laughs> and then this is the, the she tells her mom she's moving out because she's 25 years old. And whatever she does in life, she's doing it on her own. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Fuck you, Mom. I'm a med student. I've died, bitch. What have you done? <laughs> I already got your money, Mom. <laughs> You already paid for school. Boom. But, uh, yeah, so this is where things go bad. This is the, I guess, the quote-unquote turn to a horror film. Well, we are already kind of scary. But, like, it, again, it was just, like, quick moments of, ooh, maybe something's going on. Because well, Jamie's also hallucinated already. Has he had the uh, baby in the the boat thing? No. Yet? Oh, no. That I think was that's, weird. Yeah, that, that was, was weird. Not to mention, end. that was... There's a couple sound effect things that bothered me, but let's the first one. That was one of them. 
But when Ellen Page gets back to her apartment, she's freaking out. She's not having a good time. The shower the first time when the uh, shower curtain ends up in the water and then the thing comes through. Yeah. So I thought it was a mistake when the shower curtain was back to being closed. I was like, wait a second. That was just open. And I like <laughs> rewound it before I finished the scene. And I was like, this is a goof. And then, <laughs> no, it's the scene. No, it's they just what you. they're trying to do. It's like, I just saw her open that. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> they played me. They played you. They yeah. played you. But yeah, she gets back to the house and hearing more spooky things. And then the radio plays, if you're happy and you know it. it that was her song. <laughs> I was wondering if they were going to do. It was her favorite no, song. No, we're not there yet. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, because Lu- Luna, Diego, and Marlo have to sleep together now. Oh, yeah. I forgot everyone was sleeping together. Yeah. Cause that was so hot. Because he was like coming at her, and then she's like, no. And he's like, you're right. <laughs> Thinking with my dick again. Come on. He's so mad. And Damn it, Diego. Like, Wait. And because she wanted to be the aggressor. Yeah. Guys, I'm getting whoa. You're getting, you're getting hot and heavy in your seat. There. And that was just after she admitted that she had killed a dude. That's hot. Be, by diagnosing him wrong. Oh, it was by not asking, "Are you on any medication?" Yeah. And then giving him something that reacted to it that killed him. Yeah. Which is still killing him. She might have done that, but she's gonna diagnose Diego with a hard on. <laughs> I diagnose you with some heavy blood flow to the nether regions. Treatments about to be a good time. <laughs> Why do you like me? Because you're hot. <laughs> I I mean, <laughs> I I actually wanted that to just be the line. That's and I better been like, than the story he gave her. I know, because I kind of wanted Diego to randomly just be a pimp, just walk out of that room, being like, "Yeah, because you're hot." And, be like, oh! and his story was creepy, though. He's like, yeah. "I saw you talking to that breast cancer patient, and then." When I came back three hours later and I looked through the door slits. Oh, no, no. You were in how, there again. How, how he phrases it is that, like, yeah, she's helped her at the beginning. She came back and talked to her again. You thought no one was watching, but I, but I saw. And then he adds the creepy thing, through the door. Yeah. No, Diego, no. It's like, you could just leave it. You could just leave it as I noticed. Yeah. And that would have been a sweet moment. I saw you through the door. Yeah, that's right. The door was open. <laughs> but it made it seem like the door was closed. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you probably didn't see He's that. actually in the closet. <laughs> the closet door. <laughs> now that we've had the Diego sexy, sex, sex. Uh, Ellen Page, right? Now we're at the Ellen Page being in the haunted house. Because that's, but that's yeah. also, that's the same night that Jamie is having, having the, baby the baby hallucination. Right. Which also, so he sleeps in a yacht. Thing, it's, a, it's a, a boat. It's, it's a not schooner. a schooner. Yeah. It's a schooner. I couldn't do that. Oh no, that looked you're awful. alone. Well, you're alone in the marina, and you're like, that's your protection from anyone trying to come in there and steal something. Like boats get raided all the time. He well, was born on the water, though. <laughs> oh, he was he a was bath baby. But I just, I was more thinking of like it showed him taking a shower, and I just kept thinking like, okay, so how does the water system work on this? Because like you know, for a short period of time, that's fine. I want to know how the toilets worked. I want to know how the kitchen sink worked. I want to know how the shower worked. You're really curious. Was this, yes, I was like, <laughs> is this, he have a water reserve? Does he have to fill it up with water? Is this ocean or lake water wherever he's parked? What is going on Did with you not see the water level slowly sinking <laughs> and on the, the boat? Well, why would it? Wouldn't it go right back <laughs> out? Go right back <laughs> out, yeah. <laughs> Very but, energy efficient. But both these scenes are have the two weird sound effects that I was talking about. It was like the baby crying scene is literally, I bet if we Googled baby crying, 
the first search would just be the noise he heard. Then why would, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands be playing? Because it can be creepy. It's Yeah, it's a creepy... Wouldn't it have been creepier to be the song they were listening to when they crashed? Theoretically? I mean... Wouldn't yeah, it have been creepier? But that would have had to mean I remembered what that song was. Wouldn't it have been creepier to have the radio be playing the song she played on the piano? It did. It did it? Eventually. Oh, eventually. Oh, I didn't catch but that. see, if it did that the whole time, that kind of would have been a trippy, like, oh. Also, why are the ghosts grabbing her and dragging her yeah. down the hallway? Yeah, that came out of And nowhere. stabbing Jamie in the hand? Like, this yeah. didn't make sense to me. All of a sudden, me. the rules were just. We're out no the rules. window. Because, yeah. so. <laughs> like Alan Page. <laughs> I haven't talked about the original movie in a while, but in the original movie, when they go into the afterlife, they get this euphoric kind of high out of it and they feel like peaceful and that's the draw for all of them to try it. And then the side effect is they get hallucinations of their their sins. It's that same thing. But, but it's more on the nose where they're pulling it out. Right. Where Keith Kiefer Sutherland's the only one that's getting a physical assault because his is... He hit a he killed a kid by accident, well, sort of by accident. He was pegging him with rocks while he was in a tree, and the kid fell out of the tree and died. So that kid's assaulting him in his hallucinations, but it shows Kiefer Sutherland in the movie actually just hurting himself. But he thinks it's the little kid. Was that when he was working at CTU or CTU? Oh yes, my gosh. this was in between seasons two and three, and Chloe and Edgar and but Chloe. But so like in that movie it makes the thing make sense. So like another person's, I forgot which character it is, but another character's cheating on his fiance with a bunch of different women. And he's getting a lot of like hallucinations of things about that. Well, he recorded. Oh, he recorded. That was his thing. And so he's getting weird things by that, but they do keep the same thing of once they accept what happens, they go away. But Kiefer Sutherland's the only one that gets any sort of physical, like, backlash towards him so i don't get why in this one they all get physically assaulted because like ellen pages is more of a like she needed to forgive herself kind of thing it would have made more sense for her to constantly just be haunted by the sister or something it's actually unclear if ellen page had to forgive herself or not oh that's true we never get to see because she died because the thing is so for marlo it is forgiving herself because she tried right but i mean her covering it up isn't good but like she just she was meaning well. Ellen Page was like, like she was distracted. Yeah. So she, yeah. So we don't know how she could have come out of that on the other side. Right. But yeah. So to speed through this a little bit, the ghost scares her out out the window, and then she falls off the balcony or whatever and dies. Which I love in the meeting the next morning with Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, and yeah. He's like. I know you all liked her. <laughs> it's like, all yeah, liked man. her. We've spent the past four years in medical school with them. <laughs> like, I just thought the choice of words was pretty underwhelming. And it was just those people. Just oh, those yeah. Four. Well, because it was the desk clump. Yeah. But it's okay. They didn't really know each other that well. They only were at medical school for four years together at the same desk clump. That's cool. I also like that falling, <laughs> in order to let us know that you're dead, your leg has to be splayed uncomfortably. Oh, yeah. You mm-hmm. have to be in like a weird zigzag formation. Mm-hmm. Also, you're not very splattered. You got to be kind of gracefully just kind of still there. <laughs> and Jamie tried to come to the rescue, right? Because right, she FaceTimed them or something? While that's or? happening, because it's parallel happening where Ellen Page calls him to be like, I'm seeing things. And Jamie's like, I'll be right there. But then he has his boat thing where he sees the baby and then the woman appears and then he falls off the boat. And then when he tries to climb 
out of the pier. He gets his hand stabbed. Oh and no! We're never really revealed who stabbed. That's his actually hand. after he sees her in the bed, and he oh, wants to leave. Then he wants to leave. Mm. But yeah, so this is after her death and everything. This is where we get the weirdest part of this movie, which is them at that restaurant or bar, and they're talking about maybe it's some sort of demonic thing that's feeding off of us. It, like, so out of left field. So out of it's left field. It's trying to ask the questions the audience should be asking. But even Diego Luna comes in and is just like, we're all rational people. Clearly this has something to do with the flatlining, not this weird demonic thing. Like, it just, it tries to make the movie seem like, because everyone knows, as the audience, knows what's going on. It's very clear, oh, because they flatlined, they're seeing their sins, whatever, and they're going to have to deal with it. But then they try to add this thing of like, oh, maybe we can misdirect them and be like, oh, maybe this is actually like a ghost movie. It's not, because they ditched that like immediately. Yeah, too little, too late, directors. Right. But they all come to an agreement that you got to like apologize for whatever How? is haunting you. How? I don't know. I would like to talk about everyone in this universe is very forgiving. <laughs> like, Jamie hasn't seen that woman in six or whatever years, completely walked out of her. She is a kid. Just saying sorry once with the kid there was enough to where, okay. <laughs> it wasn't a multiple step conversation of him trying to just get in contact with her and then maybe meeting the kid eventually or something. It was just a like... <laughs> and and the, the premise for him even doing that isn't even to be good. It's just to get the ghost off his back. Right. We and don't he see... comes back and he's like, I did it, guys. I'm going to be a dad. Yeah we, <laughs> yeah, we never see the cathartic, like him realizing the mistakes of his life moment. It's literally just like, please, I want to be there for you. And then it cuts away. No, yeah, and you d- he doesn't want to be there for her. He wants the, the ghost, ghost to, to go leave away. him alone. At least with Sophie, when she does the uh, apology, it feels like that's something that has been eating her up inside. So that felt more genuine, even though I don't believe for a second that girl would have turned around and been like, you know what? I forgive you. It's like, what? She's probably still dealing with repercussions of that. Like, it's still on the internet. Yeah, once yeah. it's on the internet, it's there forever. What a world we live in. I mean, in. we've seen them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But that just bothered me that they, that happened so quickly. Because how long this movie is, they should have cut out so much more shit, and they could have made the movie about that, about like figuring out how they needed to make amends. Like that could have been more of the meat of this almost two-hour movie. And then, um, oh, because yeah, Marlo doesn't know how to apologize because the person she needs to apologize to is dead. But. Diego Luna finds out that she altered the autopsy report, which I don't know how a medical student would have had access to be able to edit the autopsy report. Yeah, it should be a she's lack really of internal hot. controls there. She might have... Uh, she's really hot. Yeah, she might have known the uh, the dude who did the, the medical examiner. That conversation, though, made me laugh because it's like, I thought you liked me or it was, I'm here because I like you. Like, they, it's, <laughs> they hadn't set up any sort Not of love. previous relationship, Just so they like. couldn't say love. I am here because I kind of like you. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you think I'm here? Because you're hot. Because yeah. I might want to get it wet one more time. Because <laughs> I'm not a hit it and quit it guy. Yeah. I'm at least two or three times, and then we'll see where this goes. Because <laughs> I watched you in the door. <laughs> 
Because, yeah, that's how he knew about the autopsy report, too. He's like, because yeah. I watched you at the door. Edit. Remember that door I was at earlier? <laughs> I watched you edit the autopsy report. She's like, just say it. He's like, maybe you shouldn't be a doctor. That, I'm not going to lie. If it, if it had been built up better, that actually would have been quite a burn. Quite a, like, walk out of the room. She needs to rethink her life. But everything leading up to that, I was like, Why, what's happening? Yeah. And I thought... Like, when she's like, this is my career, which she doesn't have one yet. She's right. still in school. And then he's like, exactly, this is about your career. Still doesn't have one. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, It's just, <laughs> it's so weird. But uh, but oh. she has to die to well, then well, apologize she, to the dead guy. Yeah, but so she essentially commits suicide, though. Because she didn't tell anybody she was going down to flatline herself. Which, by the way... If she's going down there to kill herself, why would she go down there to flat, like clear? You know what I mean? Like no, because I mean she did. She didn't tell anybody she was doing that. She, I mean, I think she was setting it up to where they couldn't stop her because they didn't want anyone else flatlining. Right. They but did make every, that rule, that pinky promise. Yeah. No more flatlining. Everyone knew where she was, so it wasn't like she was trying to hide her body or anything. I think she, the the goal was. To flatline, apologize to Ghost, and get pulled back. Hmm. But <laughs> she had to say sorry to Mr. There's Jellyfish. There's a lot of holes in that plan. Well, <laughs> yeah, the thing is, the guy still didn't say anything. Like, no, he didn't. It's true because uh, Ellen Page, who's now, um, I guess, a god. Yeah, because <laughs> that was that was the part that killed me the most. Was they did like a weird shift when Ellen Page died to make Marlo the main character now, and it didn't land at all because. We don't care about Marlo. I missed that completely. Like, but you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like, it really does it pivot yeah. to make Marlo the main character. And so Ellen Page comes when the darkness is pulling Marlo in, and just Ellen Page, oh, <laughs> Marlo, you have to forgive yourself. <laughs> don't you see? And then I guess she forgives herself in the. Oh, well, she wakes up. They bring her back to life. That was my favorite part, though, because they signify. If you're in there for over four minutes, you start to get brain damage. Right? Like when you're. That's what you're they dead. said. That's yeah. what they set up. They walk in the room. They're like, oh my God. She's like sprouted out on the thing. She had somehow shocked herself. Uh, <laughs> Which you can't do it through clothing. <laughs> oh, yeah. We were cheated. That's pretty funny. It's <laughs> PG 13, man. You couldn't share that. But, uh,. Yeah, so they when they walk into the room though and find her, they're like, "How long has she been under?" And uh, they know somehow. They, I guess they've like she Marlo set up a stopwatch, but they're like, oh, "It's been over four minutes." She's asystolic. Asystolic. It's been over four minutes. So <laughs> like they know she's now brain damaged, but when they bring her back, she's fine. She can still talk. She still talks better than Jamie's ex girlfriend. <gasps> Ooh. <laughs> Dude, I thought that was a little weird. For Jamie being like the quote unquote man whore, and then yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. Interesting decision. But yeah, so Marlo gets her forgiveness for herself. Yeah, she forgives herself. Wow. Wow. If only it could be that easy. Well, I guess by forgiving herself, she her real act of forgiving herself is her going to re- report herself to the dean who gives her probation. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure messing with an autopsy report is like a federal <laughs> offense. <laughs> like that is a medical report. There's no way a school could be like, you know what? Just take a week. Just take a week we'll off. We'll sweep it under the rug this time. Yeah, or turn to do clear. like a cop drama. Turn in your badge and your weapon. You're taking a week paid vacation. 
Oh, do I gotta? But chief, that's not fair. <laughs> I gotta forgive myself, chief. <laughs> <laughs> How can I do that if I'm getting paid? <laughs> but that just, yeah, that killed me when it's the like, what did he say? Well, I'm on probation. What? Yeah, because we, we knew you'd get expelled. That was the whole reason. Yeah. Expelled possible jail time i so guess like, when she admitted to the dean that she forgave herself <laughs> she's like dean we've been flatlining like, you know how oh. it goes <laughs> dean's like oh classic classic fourth year flatlining tales all this time yeah, it's a rite of passage <laughs> all the kids go through it oh man but yeah they all end up back at the bar and say a toast to um <sighs> ellen page's and character they hear a familiar song playing on the piano this is another very poorly edited scene because it's them being like, and it starts out as the, uh, oh, that's funny. Like maybe her spirit's with us because we're hearing the song kind of moment or, oh, f- that's funny. What a coincidence. Very normal responses. But then they all start turning as if they're going to see her. Then they look over at her and they're shocked. They're like, oh. Then it pans and it's an old man playing the piano. Their view of the piano is crystal clear. There's no way <laughs> there's any sort of like, maybe it's Ellen Page. They would have seen the man. <laughs> like, it made no sense. Even to get to their table, they would have seen the guy. I also wanted, I kind of wanted it to be a, them looking at him playing going, oh my God, that guy's been flatlined. Yeah, I was thinking <laughs> but, that. Was like- but the thing is, we we already knew the dude was playing piano too. Oh yeah. We'd already seen him. But that's what I'm getting at. Like, yeah. They see him. We see him. There's no need for the like dragged on like, oh my God, that guy's playing the same yeah, I song. I wish it was like there are other flatliners among us. I yeah. wish that was the takeaway. <laughs> the world's made of flatliners. It just bothers me so much because the part, because they have the same stupid look on their face when Ellen Page plays the same part. Yeah. And it's done so bad. It's just such a terrible rendition. <laughs> it sounded fun to me, but what do I know? Yeah, you don't. I don't. Just I, th- I to- thought there were lightning bolts in the Magdula Ablongata, and so clearly I know very little about it. the Hakuna Matata. The hu- it, yeah, th- they was in the cortex with the Hakuna Matata uh-huh. in the in the Maligdala. What a wonderful exactly. Word. There's a lot of science in this movie that was not real. <laughs> I wonder how medically accurate this movie was. I don't think it was. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. No, no, I just uh, mean like I'm just trying to actually think about like you can't when I mean already when they were doing the like taking the scans, I mean the laptops and things, they were bad we had metal in the room oh, yeah. when they were doing it. They said it the anyway. whole no phones or anything. Ignore my giant laptop. Yeah. Also, this is such a petty thing, but I wrote it down in my notes. I was going through my notes to see if there was anything else I'd missed. When they're doing the presentation after Ellen Page we see Jamie like setting up like the laptop to the screen, da da da, and it's like this whole setup. The screen is maybe like an inch bigger than the laptop screen. They're showing the exact same information on both screens. What what was the point of that? <laughs> <laughs> like they could see Jamie's computer. Um, have you ever just wanted to see more things than? <laughs> Like, more screens is cool. Oh, yeah. It was real cool. 
Oh, man. Also, I was trying to think if they were ever going to do repercussions for when Ellen Page and Jamie knocked out a wall in her apartment. Yeah, nothing I happened. guess she owned the place. She must have. Otherwise, she's in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how she had money again. She also They also didn't wake up their neighbors with the intense partying and grinding and drinking they did. So that was interesting. All in all, I was eh. not... I, yeah, all in all, this movie was a... Eh. Yeah, the my one of the biggest complaints I have is just how long it is. It's there's so much filler, and it's just setting up that they're like superhumans and that they can drink and party. But they only have one scene of being superhuman each. Exactly. You know, like it's not even. And if they're superhuman, wouldn't they know what was causing their afflictions? Yeah, not oh, much payoff. We did skip over my favorite. He's in multiple scenes. I I don't know where I recognize him from, but there's a. Well, I, I was just calling him the bro med student. He's in like the background of every scene with them, and he's the one because he's at the party too. He's the one when they find out Ellen Page is dead, walks by him in the hallway, and be like, "Ha ha, what's up, guys? You guys look like shit." <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Terry's <laughs> like, "What a party! You guys drank so much. You look like shit." And just like walking off, they're all like in tears from hearing their friend die. <laughs> Some comic but relief. I laughed because I realized he was in pretty much every scene at the medical school, but we never heard his story. Maybe he's in the sequel. Maybe he'll be flatlined next. I don't think they're making a sequel. I'm just okay, going to go ahead and put that down. Okay, what, John, final thoughts. Hit me with your final thoughts. Uh, is this the uh, the age-old question of is it worth your free time? Yeah, is this is you're a, worth your free time. Also, throw in a, if you could change anything or fix it, how would you fix okay. it? Okay, so overall, it, this movie reminded me of a combo of Final Destination and uh, um, Nightmare on Elm Street. I think it's like a combo Ooh. of those two. So you, you extract the risk from both of those movies and put them together? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I, that, I get that vibe, too. Um, yeah, that's the vibe I got. Not worth your free time. It's it's like if you like these kind of movies where you can laugh at them and they're kind of fun, kind of. Um, it's like one of those that you could watch, but it's also about two hours long. Um, and how would I fix it? I mean, make the... I, don't, I like the actual flatlining um, dream sequence. Make that cooler or make more of it or make it scarier. It's just kind of like um, not much payoff for seeing them die right and then like going to the afterlife the afterlife wasn't anything worth seeing so yeah i would make that better (laughs) (laughs) so i mean worth your free time or not worth your free time no no no, not worth your free time. definitely not i think uh yeah i wasn't fulfilled in any way (laughs) it didn't touch me anywhere was it mainly the piano scene that was so bothersome (laughs) Especially when you're not expecting it, and then it's like Claire de Lune, which is already kind of our overdone, and then it's not even good. Like you have so many good versions of it, and then you do a weird super cut, like do green sleeves or something. Yeah, something. <laughs> we hot three cross kings. buns. That would have been funny. Change that. Change that in scene to hot cross buns, and they're still reacting that way. Like, oh my! Or God. the one you play with your knuckle. They're like, chopsticks. What if that's the song that they slow down? Yeah. So not not worth your free time. How would I fix it? I would want it to be kind of a sequel. I would like Kiefer Sutherland to somehow come across that they were they were flatlining, and he could give them like. 
if he told them they have to apologize or do something about their sins, that make would make more sense. Oh, anyway, yeah, a hundred percent. I was that's what not to interrupt you, but that's what was my main thing was going to be was make this a sequel, make Kiefer Sutherland more of an active character where he figures out what they're doing. And because, th- like I said, with the whole, they needed to spend more time with the actual apology section. If you have the halfway point of the film, Kiefer Sutherland, maybe he rescues whoever went, um, Marlo or Sophie, whoever went last. Maybe he's the one that comes in and is like, what are you guys doing? And like stops him, brings her back, and then breaks down what's going to happen to them and saying, you're going to have to figure this shit out now. Yeah. And then the rest of the movie is just them figuring out how they can apologize to the people they hurt. Semi better movie. I'd also like someone to say I don't forgive you. Yes, and see what they have to do. Someone needed to be, yeah, not I'd make it longer. <laughs> it would, but um, it would have been a more interesting dynamic. There's yeah. no plot outside of them. Like no other characters that did anything. That's true, except for bro, bro, med student, local hero. Yeah, I mean, you could have taken one of their characters out and given more time. Then, yeah. I do like the fact that they didn't have Diego Luna go under. I think five people would have been a bridge too far and it just been like, okay, we don't have time for all this shit. Because it took them so long to have each person go anyway. But um, I, my, I'm going to say, John, I agree with your assessment. I'm leaning not worth your free time, but I also think if you enjoy watching some of these movies and just like laughing your way through, like not really like going into it expecting to enjoy the story and the quality and everything like that, then I think you'll be fine with it. You know what I mean? I think you'll have some enjoyment out of it. Uh, So, boo, I lean more towards not worth your free time, but there's, there's a niche audience for it. Uh, How would I fix it was what I just said with you, Peter side. My other viewpoint on it though, is I actually think you could make this a Shaun of the dead slash hot fuzz kind of comedy. Like not as, not as tongue in cheek as that is, but kind of uh, make it more self-aware of how ridiculous everything they're doing is. And I think you could make it funny because like there's ways, this sounds so morbid, there's ways to make death, quote unquote, kind of funny. You know what I mean? And it just, so much of this took so many things so seriously and it didn't land with all the scary stuff. I definitely think there's room to make this kind of more of a dark comedy. I guess the ending would still have to be pretty like happy resolutionary, like you know I'm forgiving everybody and stuff. But I think there's room for that. Also, my final thing of how you could fix it though, especially with the key for other thing, drop the um, the jump scares, and I would put more time into just making everything genuinely creepier, genuinely like atmospherically suspenseful, to where like it's not about what's going to pop out it's about just what they're witnessing in front of them anyway like you see it it's almost the reverse jaw situation where you know there's the tension by not seeing it but you can do the reverse where you see what the monster is the entire time but if you make it atmospheric and you like kind of make them helpless to it it adds another level of just oh shit like scary oh, yeah there are multiple times we saw the ghost and they didn't. Right. Which was really dumb. Like a like a modern version example of what I'm talking about that I always go to is uh, in The Conjuring 2. When you see the nun in the hallway, there's nothing jump scary about that. It's literally her walking into the hallway and the nun's just standing there in the hallway. 
at the very end of a very long hallway, and it's just the she turns, sees the nun, the nun sees her, and then the nun turns and walks around the corner. Now you can't see it anymore. I was in the theater being like, what the hell is happening? (laughs) I was so afraid. And like, you can do that with this storyline. The whole movie, we were wanting to see the monster, but in the end, we were the monsters ourselves. (laughs) How did I know you were going to do that? (laughs) But yeah, that's just my final thoughts. Uh, any, Any other closing remarks before we run this out? I was trying to think of something that I thought was interesting, and I found one thing. Ooh. So Jamie being Jamie. haunted by the fact that he wasn't there for his uh girlfriend was his girlfriend well it was like a but he wasn't there flame. for an abortion so what is haunting him is a baby right but the that baby didn't exist. exist but it does oh. so like it's it's his reality that's haunting him even though it's not true right so i thought that part was interesting. well that also plays into it well too that uh, you never see a baby. You never see a ghost baby. Like he picks up the thing and the baby's not actually under it hmm. because the baby's not actually like, it's the idea of the baby. So that's actually, yeah, that is pretty clever. Even though they never resolve the whole how he got stabbed in the hand. Yeah. So On the pier. On the pier. That's very frustrating to me. Yeah, but that is a good point. I like that. Any, uh-huh. any other interesting things, John? I, I wish I had one now. <laughs> but <laughs> it's no. okay. I don't know whose turn it is next, but uh I mean it's a new it's a new season. That was it. Oh, that was you, it? You closed I I closed this out. Oh, okay, so we'll be starting a new season. Uh we've been toying with the idea of a couple season of ideas for themes. Uh one was like music's music something. We don't know if it's going to be musicals or just I hope not musicals. Well, I was thinking more of a theme where it's just the tag is music. It can be musicals. I'm hesitant to say biopics, though. Biopics would be hard. So if we're doing music things, yeah, um, Spinal Tap that... and Rent. <laughs> Those are your two? Son of a bitch. <laughs> well, if we end up doing that, that, <laughs> that will be Peter's picks, I guess. But uh, we'll get back to you soon with that. And uh, Subject to change. Yeah, we never really brought up that we took a long hiatus Sorry. before this one. Sorry about that. Real world gets in the way. Despite what we made it sound at the beginning of the podcast, we do do things outside of this. <laughs> so do do. Oh damn it! Did I do do? We all do do. Even you guys. Do-do. My bad. Yeah, but uh, we hopefully won't take another long hiatus without informing people prior. Uh, it's just so rude. Where we can inform you though is if you follow us at TMFT Podcast on nice. Twitter or uh, email us at tmftpodcast at gmail.com. So, uh, yeah, hit us up there and let us know what you think, any movies you want us to do, or any theme ideas. And uh, we will definitely see you next time. And, by the way, I am super proud of that transition. So that's a great way to close that out. (laughs) 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 (laughs